Hey everybody, welcome to episode 109 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with David Pachuti. Hey! What's hey. up? Hey! And Jimmy Durest. Hello guys, how you doing? Good. Thanks for being back with us this week, Jimmy. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Do you hear my? Do you hear the chicken that's staying outside my bungalow? Do you hear the chicken just now? I did hear the chicken. Where are yeah, you he, right now, Jimmy? He's like an incredibly wild, loud mouth chicken rooster, whatever the hell they are. There's a bunch of them running around. I'm um, I'm at Luis Gonzalez's beach bungalow in the island of Calubra. 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 That sounds about right. And uh, I'm hanging out here. I got rid of the girls. I said go go for lunch so they took the golf cart to go for lunch and i'm here alone for a little while talking to you guys it's just me and the chickens (laughs) story of your life right that's right (laughs) these aren't my chickens these are Luis's family's chickens awesome yeah it's beautiful here it's incredible so i guess you haven't been you haven't been making much stuff huh no, I, I've been taking lots of notes. I mean, I got to rush my core video when I get back, and and uh, I started actually piecing together my uh, my visions of Puerto Rico. I don't really know how to turn this into. Uh, it's funny if I don't have like something to talk about in the vlog, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. So <laughs> I'm having a hard time, like just looking at beautiful images and drone shots of Puerto Rico and figuring out what to turn that into. I might just find like a good local song played by somebody live and just put it underneath that and say, "This week I was in Puerto Rico." And then just run that for five minutes and say, thanks for watching. Have you found any antique stores or secondhand shops where you can go and take photos of local furniture and whatnots? Uh, you know, we got to Calibra yesterday in the evening and uh, we made dinner here. And today we got up and the girls had to go right to the beach. And so we went to the beach and then now I'm here with you guys. So I haven't had a chance to really get outside the property. So maybe this evening we'll go out and I'll take a look around. But this is really small, Calebra. And then in old San Juan, it's just, it's insane. It's like being in an old, beautiful European city, of course. The city's 400 years old and the house that Luis's family put me up in is just incredible. It's this beautiful place with the big atrium, three floors. I'm going to, he's encouraging me to do a drone shot from the ground floor up through the levels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I might try and do that when we get back. (laughs) Nice. Uh, oh, Louis is, uh, he's, he's calling me right now. I'll text him when we, when you guys take over. Hey, Louis, yeah, no, we're trying things, to do a things... podcast here. <laughs> I know you're a big time supporter, but hey, let us work. <laughs> Louis, so I'll text him. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's been incredible and he's, he's such a good host and I got to hang out in his workshop and man, he really supports this whole community and, and it's such, it's so nice to see. Even today I'm walking down by the beach and. You know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I go to push the gate open to the beach, and there's a sticker on it says "Reclaimed Audio." <laughs> so he's got everybody's awesome. logo everywhere. And you, and Dave, when your logo used to be a picture of you with the tie on and the cap, <laughs> yeah. he's got a few of those around. Nice. And uh, the drunken woodworker stickers, and just stickers from everybody. I mean, people that I meet in passing in and around, you know, some of the shows. He's got everybody's sticker here. It's it's really, it's honestly very heartwarming to see you know how much he really enjoys the community and. And, you know, and it's guys like him that just, you know, keep this, this community going. I mean, so, among other things, but it's just nice to see. So yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like, I mean, I'll go ahead and do the plug now, but for our Patreon, he's one of our top supporters and has been, I guess, since we started. Like, he's, he's just been uh, a big part of, like, making this podcast happen. And I know he helps a bunch of other podcasts as well. Um, so he and Make, Build, Modifier are our top Patreon people. 
And we're grateful for all of that support from all those people. So I'm going to throw that out there. Thank you. David, what have you been up to? You've not been on an island, right? <laughs> no, I have not. I oh, wait, can I ask before you show that? Yes. How's your toe? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering just fine. There's not a whole lot of pain. I can walk almost normal now. Um, but my entire front of my foot is all black and blue. Even the other Ooh. toes that didn't break or dislocate, they're all it's really ugly right now. Um, I, I probably won't post any photos anytime soon. But it, it <laughs> grosses don't. me out, grosses the pets out, grosses my wife out. So Yeah. But recovery keep just that fine. in. Yeah. So I am working on this remote. You guys can see it. The video should be out by the time you guys hear this. But I gutted my TV remote and made a, a wooden one. And the cool thing is that I think is I made it two remotes in one. So the back, the battery cover is another Ooh. remote. Yeah. And it's held on with magnets. Nice. So the Apple TV remote is on the back and the regular TV remote is in the front. And it's made out of walnut and some sort of dark exotic wood. Really happy with that's, it. That's that's slick. I yeah. like that. So um and that was a combination of laser cut and CNC and everything is friction fitted together and I, it's amazing the precision that you can get with using the CNC and laser. It just everything just fits together perfect and uh now I want to turn everything that I have into walnut and wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind everything being made of walnut. It's it's gorgeous. It is just a like, gorgeous piece of wood. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, so speaking of your toe, uh, <laughs> last week, or I guess, yeah, within the last week, since the last show, um, Tom O'Byrne, who's made animations about our show before, oh my goodness. put out an animation of you telling your story about the toe last week, and it was fantastic. So good. He... Uh, when he so funny when he animated the the toe breaking part he put in a breaking sound and then the animation of the toe yeah it, was, <laughs> it made me cringe <laughs> yep uh but that animation is so good we'll we'll put a link into the show notes i i tweeted it out i'll probably tweet it out again a couple more times because it was yeah he, he's a very talented dude he is, and he's like a big supporter. He's done a few of those animations before, and they're always like really funny. And they're kind of, if if anybody's not seen them, they're kind of um, what would be that style? Kind of like eight bit, but there's a style name to it, and I can't think of what it is. Super funny when the uh, when the cat meows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> and I jokingly during the podcast turn around and say, "Hey, shut up!" and uh, it's uh, he animates all that and makes me look like a jerk to my cat. It's pretty funny. <laughs> It's pretty good, but he's done a few of those, so we'll link. Yeah, we'll link that one and get to his channel. And he was actually on my um, live stream today. We're doing it on a different day of the week, and um, he's been a supporter of my live stream for a long time, and was the winner of one of the contests that we do on live stream today. And so I laser cut him a little plaque and stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, so big thanks to him for doing that. Cool. It's fun. Uh, for me, I've got quite a bit of th different stuff going on. So. This past week, or this coming week, when the show's out, uh, the video coming out will be for my ocean table. Did I tell you guys about this ocean table? You gave, you showed us some teaser photos that looked amazing. It's I'm super duper happy with it. Yeah. It's essentially it's a it's supposed to look like a cross section of the ocean. Like you just took a box and like just put it down into the water and pulled out every you know like the whole depth. I don't even like a sampling of the ocean. 
So you see the, the ground with the sand, you see the water, but it's all in a block. So it's concrete and epoxy. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm really, really happy with it. And it's taken a long time to do. I failed at it a couple of times, so I had to learn some stuff and do it again and do it again. Go through a lot of really expensive epoxy to get it right. But So did that. <clears throat> and then um, you can probably hear the 3D printers running in the background. I apologize for that. <laughs> again. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like I'll start a print and I'm like, oh, 12 hours. That's no big deal. And then I forget that I'm supposed to be recording voiceover or a podcast the next day and <laughs> it's still running. I can't stop it very well. So sorry. But yeah, I've been printing nonstop to get this uh, Stormtrooper armor, you know, going. I mean, there's still tons left to do. But today on Twitch, we actually started assembling it and gluing the pieces together, and it's starting to actually look like a thing, which is really gratifying after hundreds of hours of printing wow. so far. So, Can I ask uh, a question? That's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Well, what type of epoxy are you using <clears throat> in the table, and how thick is it? So, uh, it's the, the brand is ProMarine, I think, and it's, a, it's made for tabletops. Okay. So it's supposed to be crystal clear, We'll see how it holds up, but that's the idea. And you can do any thickness with it, but you can only pour up to, I think it's less than a quarter of inch. I don't remember exactly, per pour. So the way I was doing the form, you'll see it in the video, <clears throat> the form was at an angle to get the beach look. Hmm. And so I had to pour some, but it wasn't like a flat side to side, you know, a solid quarter inch from edge to edge. It was like nothing to quarter inch up to less than that. It was kind of weird. Anyway, so I'd pour a pour, let it harden, then lower one side of the form a little bit, then make another pour, let that cure, lower it a little bit more. Uh, and so I ended up flattening the whole top out, but it was like yeah. pivoting on one corner. So <clears throat> I think the thickest part that got poured was a quarter of an inch at a time, but the overall thickness is about two inches. And you don't see the seams? Uh, you do a little bit, and that's because I put some blue dye in each mix. And I put the same amount in each mix, and the same, everything should have been measured exactly the same, but there's just a little bit of difference, sure. you know, just from the mixing and the... But it, it also, it looks like water. Yeah. So the fact that you get those lines, it almost kind of looks like waves are moving through the water or mm -hmm. something. Like, it, it just kind of works. We'll call it the current. Yeah, Exactly. And there's like some a couple air bubbles that came up out of the concrete that are in there, which make it makes it look like you know, the water's moving a little bit. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and then so next week, say this real quickly. We're not gonna probably not gonna have a show next week, and you can blame that entirely on me. But I'm gonna be in California uh, with Matter Hackers, a 3D printing company, <clears throat> and I'm gonna be doing a collaboration with them. So we're gonna be building something out there in their shop, which is really cool. I'm excited about it. Um, there's going to be some woodworking and 3D printing stuff together. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'll be actually traveling while we're going to record and working the rest of the week. Probably won't have time to record a show. So we're going to take the week off. But it's in Southern California in, I think it's called Lake Forest, a little south of Anaheim. That's where Matter Hackers is. And on Wednesday of next week, February 22nd, they're going to be having a 3D printing meetup kind of get together at their office. Um, and when they've done these in the past, it's just a bunch of local people who are interested in the stuff, get together and hang out and share knowledge and play with printers and do whatever. And so I'll be at that meetup and that'll be a lot of fun. 
and that's uh, at Matter Hackers on the 22nd of February. So if you're in the you know Southern California area, come hang out. That'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. So we don't really have a super nailed down topic, <laughs> but when we got on Skype here. The first thing Jimmy said was, I'm having a hard time relaxing, even though he's at like one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, so I thought we might want to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here on vacation for what turned out to be, I guess, a full week plus the weekend. So it's like 10 days. And uh, I am here with some friends and bouncing around and just kind of doing the sightseeing stuff. I did go to Luis's workshop right away, so I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, there was a thing where we were joking around, pounding pegs in. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it, that you was funny behind because, you with the guns? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luis wanted to take that shot. But he is, we, we got here kind of just uh, briefly on the weekend, but then we got right into the week, and he had to go to work, and so and we're kind of staying a little bit further away from his workshop. So we didn't, get, we didn't have too many opportunities to actually do anything in his workshop, which uh, he may have planned on, but... I played a little bit on the band so yesterday before we got on the boat to come here. And then Saturday we planned to play a little bit. But just uh, sitting around, I always have to kind of give myself something to do. And so I brought a, a new drone with me. I, I talked about that last week. So I played with the drone every opportunity that I could. And, um, yeah, I played with it. But it, and I'm a little apprehensive with it. I'm afraid I'm going to fly it and lose it. So I'm not being as daring with it as I should be. But now that we're here at the beach, if I do drop it, I could kind of see where it goes. Which I probably won't drop it, but it's just nerve wracking. You guys both flew the drone, so you know. Yeah, never flown one. Oh, you never Ooh. did, Dave? No, I want to someday, oh, but yeah, it's it's fun. Now there's like everyone's getting into the Mavic, so everyone's got like a secondhand version of the four or the three. So it should be easy to find one. Yeah, you know, yeah. to play with. Yeah. Someday. <clears throat> yeah, I was on the beach today playing with the Mavic and. Uh, then after a little while, there was another one floating around, and Taylor thought I was flying, and she's like, how are you controlling that? You're just looking at your phone. I was like, that's not mine. <laughs> right, right, where I, right where I started. So there, there it's, And then when we went over to the castle or the, the fort on the, the tip of town, there was, uh, there was like four or five of them flying around, you know, filming the uh, precipice and the, uh, the, the guard towers and stuff. It was funny. There were, there's like kites in the air and drones everywhere. Really cute. <laughs> I wonder at what point uh, the drones are going to be so normalized that just like we're going to have midair collisions over beaches and stuff from people just trying to fly around and practice, you know. <laughs> have so you... oh, go ahead, it's Bob. interesting that, that Jimmy was saying that he's had trouble <clears throat> relaxing because I think this might be an issue for, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I know it's an issue for me. And I can imagine that it would be an issue for all of us and people like us um, having trouble going to a place without a way to be productive or to feel productive or to feel like you're learning or something like that. I know for me personally, I'll speak there. Like when we go on vacation, I feel so antsy. Like I, the idea of going to sit on a beach and do nothing sounds like torture to me and not because I don't like the beach, not because, you know, I don't like to relax, but like, it's more relaxing for me to sit down and figure out, you know, like solve something or make something or learn something or spend time with somebody that I care about rather than just going and like just existing for the sake of vacation. 
Am yeah. I the only one? No, no. I feel uh, honestly. I'm going to give you guys a little secret. While we were talking, everybody I'm staying with all came back into the room, and they all said, "No, we'll be quiet." And I was so self-conscious talking. I just said, "I just put myself on mute." I said, "Everyone's got to leave," because that's exactly what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to say it in front of everybody because it seems a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's and like everyone's like floating around me, going, "We'll be quiet," and I'm like, "You know what? You're really kind of cramping my style." But that is exactly how I feel about the beach. I feel like there's always so like I literally said to myself today, I'm like, where would I rather be right now? And I, the answer to this, like honestly, like I did a little soul searching. I said I'd rather be in the workshop. Hmm. And you know, it sounds like a joke or a bumper sticker, but I really would rather be in the workshop making something. You know, this is this is definitely uh, you know relaxing and fun, and I'll rejuvenate and I'm taking notes and I'm, I'm doing all that stuff, but. It's uh, you know, it's nice to refresh your batteries once in a while, but yeah, it's I, nice to, uh, I prefer to be in the workshop. I mean, I am in the fortunate position where I absolutely love my job. Like it is, there's nothing else that I want to do. I always want to be designing or making or editing or something. That's it's what I find relaxing, and um, it is one of those things that I do from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. And, you know, we do find time to go out and have, have fun or whatever. And I have noticed since we've done this full time, we've gone on less vacations. Usually we go on a couple vacations a year, you know, like maybe not far away exotic places, but go you know, rent a cabin in a wood for a weekend or, or uh, go, go visit family. We just haven't done that. But what I do find myself when I am away from home, like when we do our, our trips or our meetups or whatever, um, I use that time on the um, to watch videos, like tutorial videos, or to read up on stuff. I always feel like I need to be doing something to enhance what I do, or I'm always trying to like, how can I make this a video? What can I do hmm. to turn this into work? I find myself doing that yeah. all the time, <clears throat> which is kind of good and kind of bad, right? <laughs> I mean. Like, I'm, I'm totally with you. Every time we go on any kind of a trip, I'm like, is there something I can use here to give me a, a new context to make a video in? Because I have all these things I want to say, make videos about, but I don't want to do them in my shop, right? And so, like, can I use that particular location? And that's kind of good, but at the same time, it's not. Because even when we go somewhere, we're thinking about work rather than who we're with or why we're there or, you know. I don't know. I guess it's a balanced thing. But. Yeah, it's it's definitely a balance, and like I said, I'm I'm you know just I thought we were going to start an hour ago because there's an hour difference, so I kicked everybody out. They all went down to town, and they came back exactly an hour later, which is exactly when we started. I didn't expect <laughs> them to be back so soon, but in that hour, I kind of dumped, I jumped into the edit uh, for for the footage. I got tons of footage. I got much more footage now than I would in a regular build because I'm just filming willy nilly, cool instances, instances, and and boat rides and stuff. And so I have all this footage to sift through. So I'm trying to put it together. And uh, so it was a little daunting, even though that's the kind of work that we're all talking about we'd rather be doing. I was like, ugh. That's the kind of work I also sometimes avoid when I don't have a clear vision of an edit. You know, when I know I have a pile of footage and I know putting it together is going to be dead simple, I'll do it literally Mm -hmm. the night before it's intended to be posted because I know I could just hack through it. But when I got a bunch of stuff like this where it's just like I got to juxtapose stuff and try and figure out a story if there is one, in the footage and try and make a sequence that actually makes sense. That's a little daunting. So, 
but I jumped into that uh, this afternoon. So, and I actually got a little groove, which is nice because then once you get a groove, you're over that bump. And you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't even have a knife on me. Like I don't even have a nice pick or a knife, which is crazy because like, <laughs> we were at, we were at the house in San Juan and there's a broken kitchen knife in the garbage. I certainly got told that. I was like, what happened here? It looks like a, something from a murder. And the, the, one of the girls goes, it was broken. I don't, know. I don't think we need it. We threw it away. So I'm like, I'm taking it with me to Puerto Rico. You know, I'm taking it with me on the trip to the beach. And I forgot it. I left it on the table. And <laughs> You drive everywhere. So you so, always have your tools on you. Yeah. I don't have anything. I don't have anything at all with me. And um, I wanted to bring some gifts. But at the last minute, we decided that we were not going to check a bag, which ultimately we did because we had one that was overweight. And... Um, so anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, I wanted to send some stuff to uh, to Louise, some knives and stuff I wanted to bring with me, but I'm going to have to send them. And, and just now at the this, af- this evening, last evening at the bodega, I bought a, a pack of razor blades and they're sitting right here. So I have a pack of razor blades just in case I need to make anything. <laughs> I got a pack of razor blades to work with. <laughs> well, I know many of the listeners, some of you are... Uh, self-employed but many of you are not and so maybe how uh we can all relate to this is i remember you know when i worked the nine to five it was sometimes really hard to come home and leave work at work right because i'd come home and i'm still problem solving in my head i'm still trying to get over that that thing that i couldn't figure out at work and so maybe one of the directions we can take this is how do we leave work at work and and how do we train ourselves to be present when we need to with, with our with our family? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, you feel like you're wasting time when you're on a trip like this and you're not being productive. And um, so the, the, we went up to the mountain and the girls and, and uh, the people we were with wanted to hike to the top of this mountain a couple of days ago. And I got about a mile from the top, which is about four miles in total. And I said, I'm done. My, my calves hurt. My knees hurt. I said, I'm going to sit. So I just rested while they walked up the last mile. And I actually had some internet service. So I sat there and I played on my phone. And I was able to book a, a, a really sweet deal for one of the upcoming videos. So I felt vindicated that I took the, <laughs> the week off. Nice. Because <laughs> I made a, a couple months worth of earnings there, just sitting there, just negotiating an email. So I hooked that up and uh, made a couple of other things. I, I talked with, actually, for the very first time, I talked with Mark Spagnola this week in an email, very briefly. And uh, Andy Klein, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working on their new invention. You guys see that new invention that they're working on? Yeah, it looks awesome. The wooden taps? The wooden, yeah. Uh, the steel I wood got taps. a set so, of them. They're, they're really nice. Yeah, they're going to send me, well, they sent me a set. I won't get them until I get back. But, uh, and they asked me if I would just play around with some of those. So I'm definitely going to play with those as well. So, you know, just doing some business. I talked with my agent on an email today. We went back and forth on a long conversation. And so I'm getting stuff done. You know, everyone keeps telling me to put my phone down. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard for people to understand that the living is the phone. You know, communicating yeah. with fans. And, and we actually might go visit a fan <laughs> on Saturday, me and Luis, a, a special fan, um, if we could work it out. So Luis is going to come with me and show me where that is. So, um, I don't know if that's worth putting in the vlog. I'll put that in the vlog and yeah, we'll see. I've been wanting to have a meetup in Puerto Rico, but I just, I can't figure out. Obviously I'm not going to do it here. So there's a very slight chance maybe Saturday we'll do it, but it's just, it's just, there's too many, there's too many moving parts to nail down. That's why we're doing this Wednesday and not when we usually do it. Yeah. So, so like to your, to your question, David, like I, the only thing that I can really think about, I don't have an answer to that because that's something I literally struggle with all the time. Um, 
One of the thing, hard things for me is that I'm used to, I'm not used to, I remember when I worked somewhere else and I would work there and then I would be done and I would get in the car and drive to my house. And in that small, short commute was the time where my brain could switch gears. I could try to start letting go of those problems, those coding issues, those whatever people issues I was having, let go of those. And by the time I got to the front door, I could try to be in kind of a different mindset. The problem now, and for the last like seven years, is that that commute is through a doorway. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't have a way to like just turn it off. So when I go, you know, I go up at about six o'clock, five thirty-six every day. The kids are finishing their homework. They're anxious to see me. They want to talk to me right away. My wife has stuff to tell me about the day. And I don't have a buffer there. I don't have that like in-between time to to, you know, to flush everything that's in my brain before it gets, starts getting filled up with input from five other people. And that's hard. Like, I don't, I still have not figured that out. Hmm. But it's a bigger issue, um, I think, like, when we go on trips or when, like, on a Saturday, when I go, we have a free Saturday for all of us to be together to do something. Those are the times when I start going, like, getting kind of itchy, like sitting down with the kids on the couch I'm going like, well, they're watching TV. I could be doing something kind of productive right now. But in that case, what you the original question was like, how do you keep yourself there and you know let let the work go? <clears throat> the way I I try to remind myself all the time for that is that work for me serves a lot of purposes. It it serves the uh, paying for life purpose. It serves the you know, scratching the itches inside me about creation and about problem solving. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't get everything. It doesn't fulfill all the different parts of me that need to be fulfilled. And I think I've kind of talked about this before, but sometimes I think to be your best A, you have to spend time being B. And like from a husband father perspective, for me to be the best I can be at those jobs, I have to be able to have a creative outlet to do my work, right? Mm -hmm. I have to be able to problem solve over here so that that's out of my head and I can go be a good dad and a good husband. I think the opposite is also true in that for me to do my job as well as I can and to focus when I'm at work, I also have to be taught by my kids. I have to spend the time investing in my marriage so that like it's good and I'm learning how to deal with another person and stuff that affects us both. And you know what I mean? Like I have to switch gears to do one so that I'm better at the other and vice versa. And so I think like if we have trouble switching off in that case, um, is a really long winded way to say, I feel like it's actually productive for our work to not work sometimes. Hmm. And if you can keep that in mind, then you kind of give yourself, at least me, I give myself a break a little bit. Like it's okay for me to not be productive because I'm building a relationship with my kids or I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing and showing them that life is not about work, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And, and so. I can see that as also, um, keeping the fire going, you're not getting burnt out on working all the time. If you spend time True. away from work, you miss work. Just like when you spend time away from your wife, you miss your wife, you know? And so yeah. it, it taking time off can help you enjoy that time on even more. Yeah. This is not really related to that 
kind of a jump, but it keeps coming up in my head while we're talking about this. So I was on the Crafted podcast not too long ago, um, and we talked about a bunch of stuff, and it was a great time. You should definitely go listen to it. They're cool guys. But Zach from that podcast said something that just really hit me, <clears throat> and it was about like how much we love doing what we do now, working for ourselves. And th- this isn't this is this is about having a job that you love, not about working for yourself. It could be working for somebody else. But his example was um, a bad job is when you are looking at the clock and you're waiting for the end of the day. You're waiting for the weekend. A good job is when you're looking at the clock going, the day is over already? <laughs> or like, it's Friday and I don't get to work tomorrow? And <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said true. that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. I used to love weekends so much because it meant that I didn't have to write code. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now, when I get to a Saturday morning, I go... Two more days to work. <laughs> Only two more days so I can go back to work all day in the shop. And that's yep. a little bit messed up, but it's also kind of not messed up, you know? No, it's 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 interesting in the way that, like, you know, we we all, everything we do is, is our work and it's all fulfilling and fun. So taking time off from that is basically like taking a vacation from the vacation that you live. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I really like the and, word fulfilling because what I do is extremely fulfilling. I, it's it's very rewarding and it makes me feel uh, like I'm doing good. You know, whether it's entertaining or teaching or just that self fulfillment. I, I, yeah, I love that word fulfilling. And uh, Dave, you said something interesting. Where you said, "Have you been looking at the joinery or any of this stuff?" I really, honestly, haven't had a really close look at that type of furniture or any of the local design, but just being here and just seeing the culture and the way things are, are the, the old, old, old stuff and <clears throat> the way people improvise stuff, you know, uh, and some of these small, poor areas that we've been driving through. It's always interesting to see how they improvise, you know, day-to-day culture. And so those are the type of things that, that inspire and influence me in ways I don't even know until I go home. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm taking lots of pictures, of course, and video of, of every little interesting thing I see. And it's not all going to be in the vlog, but it's really all more just to sort of like put a, a, a bookmark in that thought. And those are the things that'll that'll come out of this. So, of course, all this being said and done, I'm having a great time. I'm, the people I'm with are all makers in their own right. You know, they're clothing designers and fashion designers, and I'm with Taylor and and, and Craig is a product designer. So, you know, it's we can all appreciate the cool things we all stop and look at. So it's not like everyone's dragging me going, come on, come on, come on. You know, <laughs> get away from that window or whatever, or that tile wall. We keep looking at tile walls. And uh, so it's it's been a wonderful week, and it's certainly welcomed, and I certainly needed it. And I also heard that there's tons of snow in New York, so I'm really glad I missed all that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, So it's great. But, you know, it's just it's, for me, it's always been an ongoing struggle to be able to take time away. I, I mean, I've never been one for the beach. And I really remember like growing up and like getting a six pack with my friends and going to the beach. And then all of a sudden I discovered making and I stopped drinking and I don't make and I mean, I, st- I don't drink and I don't go to the beach anymore. And, and all my friends are still growing up and like, that's the thing that they enjoy doing. And me, I just stay in the shop. So I became like the guy that never leaves his workshop, but I found something that was fulfilling to me when I was about 17, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I went from being like the constant party dude till by the time I was about 20 in school, I really started picking a direction and that's really where I've been ever since. Hmm. Well, and like one of the things that I've learned from you over the years, Jimmy, is that 
<clears throat> you know, everything, every moment in time is an opportunity for us to gather source material. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I just, when I think of you, that always comes to mind. And <laughs> yeah, so that's true. another, that's another way to think about like a vacation, you know, even though for those of us that have a hard time, like relaxing and, and, you know, turning off the desire to like be productive, um, you can try to find a different value in those times. Obviously the rest and relaxation, you know, the kind of rejuvenation is good for us mentally and probably physically as well. But like you're surrounded by an entirely different culture, a different set of plants, a different set of animals, a different type of architecture, all this different stuff that you're just going to absorb whether you mean to or not. And so, you know, you can, you can look at vacations like that. Like you're getting a different kind of productivity, a different kind of value, um, out of the stuff that you may not even be like entirely gung ho about doing, you know, because it's not working. No, yeah. like I said a lot of it is unconscious, and it'll come. It'll come out you know, later on for sure. Yeah, and like David, you said earlier something about how you use those times to do different things, like mm-hmm. learning and stuff like that. That's one thing that I noticed. Um, I've been trying to write something for a really long time. And the only times I've ever written anything on this project is in an airplane. <laughs> and it's because that's the time that, like, I am, I feel completely stuck. I don't care about flying. I'm not saying, like, I'm claustrophobic. But that's the time where, like, I have limited space. I have zero tools. I have a laptop. <laughs> and that's all I can do. And, like, it feels like, for me, it feels like a waste to watch a movie or something. So, like, okay, well, writing is something I can do in that space. And so, like, every time I fly... I pour all of that time into yeah. writing. You're outside your normal rhythm. Like you have this thing that you want to do, but you never have time to do it. And then when you get outside of that, exactly. that normal routine, there you go. You use that, you use that time. Yeah. So we can always find ways to use, you know, different types of time in different ways and still be technically like air quotes productive. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, on the flip side of all this, it's certainly good to go sleep. <laughs> And to, to like relax and you know anytime even though I have that tendency to like want to be productive or feel like I'm accomplishing or something um, a lot of times I just have to kind of force myself to sit still and have to remind myself that I really need to be aware of the fact that my kids are right there and this is an opportunity that with them that I'm not going to have forever you know mm-hmm. so like sometimes i just have to get myself out of the way and just enjoy moments for what they are you know yeah well, so i used to have a couple hobbies before i i started doing this full time and one of them was photography i used to love taking photos i used to love going on photo walks uh i would love going on vacations to take photos of things and so um now i I, I I rarely find time. I, I I'm not inspired so much anymore to take photos, uh, at least in, in in the art form. And so now, when Kelly and I do go on trips, that's my time to grab the camera, and you know we can go on our nature hawks walks, and I can I can find things to photograph. And um, it reminds me that I used to love doing this thing that I don't even think about doing when I'm when I'm at home. And there's other things in my life that I want to do too. I just, <clears throat> I think I keep telling myself I'm too busy. I could probably find time to play music again. I could probably mm-hmm. find time to do photography, but 
I don't know. The, the the desire isn't there just because I'm so consumed with trying to make the most out of this 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 career that I made for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I, I use that same excuse, like I'm too busy to play music. And it's been a long time since I've played music with under that excuse, you know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna task both of you guys with making an instrument and then making a music video with that instrument. Oh gosh. I think I did that. I think I did that. Uh, well, right so that's I'm saying that's true. a way for you to keep to keep doing that. Yeah. So I made a you promise. Know, but make to... music for that. Make music for that video. I mean Tim Tim oh. does it a few times this yeah. way. So um we were at the we were at a bar a few weeks ago watching a friend's band play and that friend um was like, "When are you going to do music again?" You know, my wife plays drums and she wants to play music. And um, after a couple of drinks, I think I committed to uh, <laughs> and promising to my wife that we would write songs and play music and play out again this year. Uh-huh. So um, I don't know if those promises are – is a promise a promise if a promise yep, is no. made at a bar? I don't know. Yep, no. <laughs> if it's to your wife, it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find time. Uh, and and learn to enjoy music again. Yeah. So some people have asked in the past, like I know there's been more than one question about like what are our hobbies outside of what we do, <laughs> which I think we've kind of answered that there aren't any. But other than music, or in addition to music or whatever, do you have anything else that that you consider like? I guess you you said photography and and music. Do you have any other like hobbies, things that you actively do outside of? the job things that i actively do no or uh, want to do maybe mm, i want to do more artwork but i want to find a way to make that part of my job and we've discussed this mm. before where like hopefully down the line i will be doing less practical stuff and more impractical art pieces in my videos and i think jimmy's jimmy said that too so um I want to develop a, a painting skill or drawing skill or sculpting. I want to do all that, but it's it's just right now. It's just a want. I need to I need to actually set aside time and dedicate myself to that thing. I did. I was taking drawing lessons for a little bit, and I was doing a good job. And then I got. I think I got distracted somehow and never went back to it. So I want more hobbies. But I also want those hobbies to be part of the job. Everything that I do, I try to figure out how can I make this into, into my videos. Yep. Same with me. I mean, I like old machinery, and I like finding old machinery and rescuing old machinery. I mean, that's obviously some of the stuff I want is too big to move. You know, but this big giant lathe I want, I'm not going to get it till the springtime. And um, the smaller things, I, I turn into videos. I restore old tools, bring them into videos. So you know, it all goes back to the bottom line. And I love videos. watching those videos of those old machines. Like Making you do a stuff. good job of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So yeah. So what about you, Bob? I have no hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I think that's part of why my content is so so all over the place. It's why I am not a woodworker or a metalworker or a whatever, um, because all of these things that would be a hobby have turned into like just part of the thing. You know, 3D printing and prop making. Like when I started doing prop stuff, I kind of thought. That's probably something I'll do when the camera's not running, and that's a thing that I'll just enjoy over here in in private. Or like, it's I'm not good enough at it to to be able to like make videos of it. But I quickly found that like this is just a part of the same thing. It's all it's all the same stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, everything kind of rolls into that. I mean, music is really the biggest thing for me that I used to have a, and still do have a passion for that I just don't do. You know, I mean, I used, I've been in multiple bands, put out multiple albums. I've played music since I was about now six years old. Um, it's just always been a real defining part of who I am. And I have not touched a guitar in a year, year and a half. I play piano on occasion here and there. Um, and I constantly think about how I can take music and turn it into content or make it more a part of it. Give me an, an excuse to myself to be able to play music, but mm -hmm. I just haven't figured out a good way to, to do it yet. What about programming? Do you, nope. <laughs> <laughs> end of question. Nope. Not at all. Just Honestly, fun I program. Just well, fun it's, program. <laughs> when you when you when you program, it's just one of those things that becomes really natural. I mean, it's like you using the bandsaw. It's just the thing that yeah. you started as utility, and then it became something that you comfortably do and kind of look forward to, probably. And it's a yep. tool you use to accomplish things. Programming is kind of the same way, in that once you get past a certain point, it's not really hard work anymore. It's just how do you use it to solve the problem at hand. And um, I kind of expected to miss it when I stopped programming on a regular basis, but I do not huh. at all. And so when I do have to write code for like an Arduino project or something, there's a little bit of me that always goes, Ugh. <laughs> like, oh, I got a code, even though it's going to be easy and small, <laughs> I still got to write code. But like, you know, I run, um, I guess that's a hobby. I don't really enjoy it. It's something I just do out of like fear of death, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I guess we don't I like, really have hobbies. I like insects. I mean, I, I used to collect insects. It's something I really actually like. Really? I used to, uh, yeah. And then on this trip, it's one thing, you know, when everyone's kind of busy, I'm just off to the side trying to find insects. I haven't found any yet, but uh, I always like it. And then if I found them in this instance, I would film them. I wouldn't be taking them in the past. I would collect them. But now I just collect them on video. But I've been looking for tarantulas and spiders and stuff and Lizards. You know, whenever I go someplace, I always look for the local bugs. Hmm. Have you, Have been you ever thought about doing, like, a project around that? Uh, well, I did, um, well, you know, I, I kind of like, uh, did you ever see, did you ever hear of the, the term the old Heruvian? Or the, you know what a Heruvian is? There used to be a shop in Soho called the old Heruvian. And it's a guy that, like, travels and collects, like, elephant tusks and, you know, has, like, bugs inside of, like, you know, the bugs are mounted and all that kind of stuff. I always felt like I wanted to do more of that, you know, just make like cool collections of like bits and pieces of what you might find in nature and, you know, like zebra skins and stuff. And so I, I kind of loosely collect that kind of stuff. I used to be more passionate about finding it, but now I don't, I don't have a place to keep it. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to collect in this, this cool tusk or whatever it is, or, you know, ram's horn and I'm going to bring it home and Taylor's going to put it in a box and hide it. So like, I don't even bother <laughs> buying this stuff anymore because I used to have it all displayed. I used to have like a couple of shelves in my apartment that were all displayed, but then now the wall is painted brand new and white and everything is gone. I, I don't even begin to ask where it is because I'll be upset if I find out the truth. Oh, <laughs> but you know, like uh, chicken claws and all kinds of just these weird natural things always inspired me. And, uh, so like I said, I, I'm always, I'm always still loosely looking for that kind of stuff. I, I don't, I'm not as aggressive as I used to be. Hmm. Hmm. It seems like you could, Seems like you could work some of that into projects pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the, re the one project I was going to talk about was 
and it's loosely uh, similar to Bob to to the ocean table you made. Remember, I made the thing and I put the dead rat in it. The, the table I made. That's why it sounded okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I made that. that. And I put all like weird collections of stuff in it and like the juxtaposition of all these little weird objects. So that's how my, my apartment would look like that. It was so funny. I, I went to, I don't know if I ever told this story, but I went to go to quote on somebody's cabinet, like a cabinet built in their apartment in Soho. And I leaned down. She's like, oh my God, there's a dead mouse under there. And I said, let me see. So I get down there and it's a perfectly preserved skeleton of a mouse. I'm like, do you have a cup? She's like, why? I go, I'll get rid of it for you. And so I put it in the cup and then I just kept the cup the whole time we were talking. She's like, are you going to throw that away? I go, no, I'm going to keep it. She's like, what the hell are you going to do with it? it She's like, you should leave now. Bye. Yeah. It was a perfect skeleton of a mouse. Like not usually that's like laid on its side, it's flattened or it's broken. And it was a perfectly preserved skeleton of a full mouse, just all being held together by its like dried ligaments. And I kept huh. it and I, I mounted it on like a little piece of wire and I had it on a little piece of wood to stand it. And I never put a bell jar over it and the cats knocked it off the counter and broke it. But, uh-huh. you know, I had it for about 10 years before my cat broke it. But that's the type of stuff I like to collect. I like to find little bits and pieces in nature. And uh, I remember once we, we pulled up the floor of the, the work of the... Uh, the laundry room at the house and there was a full skeleton of a, a spine with a head on it of a cat all its other body parts are missing probably taken but the cat is like screaming like with its mouth wide open and its whole spine is connected to it so I hung it right on the wall of the house <laughs> and, uh, now it's in the garage wow huh. it's in the garage now so yeah so those are the type of things I like to look for when I'm out and about in nature so here's something you might like. Um, when yeah. we were in Florida at a friend's house, uh, at her dad's farm, he's a farmer, so he, he's just always out in the yard doing stuff and in the field and everything. And so my kids are running around, and he walks up with a frog in his hand. And it's like, hey, check this out. And we look down, and it's a petrified frog. Oh, cool. And he was digging a hole, and somehow he found this thing without destroying it. But it's a full frog, like in standing frontal normal frog shape. But it's like rock. It's so weird looking. And it got he's, under the ground somehow and died and just got preserved. He's not holding maracas, is he? And doesn't have a little hat on, does he? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Not that far like down a, in Florida. It's North Florida. It's not. Okay. Because that's like a common thing to like, you know, taxidermy. Those things hold the maracas and like have like a little sombrero on. And like, <laughs> no. welcome to the south of the border or something. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just a frog. Yeah, I'll send no, you a see, stuff like that. Like, stuff like that, I, I would always collect. So, if you say I have a hobby, that's just a curiosity that I keep alive. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have hobbies; I have curiosities. Yeah. Definitely go. don't have hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I think like everything I do is a curiosity, and like I'm curious about how things work or how to do things or mm-hmm. whatever. But. Cool. Well, you guys, got anything else on hobbies or? how not to enjoy a vacation (laughs) (laughs) make the best of it that's all i say somehow we made a podcast out of that that's right you did work (laughs) on your vacation sorry about that (laughs) absolutely we kind of forced that didn't we cool well um have you been watching anything on vacation anything new anything interesting Uh uh, I've been watching a lot of the news, which I know we stay out of, but I'm really curious about what's going on and where, where you know, things are going. So I've been paying attention to that mostly, but I, what the video I'm going to promote is about me. And it's curious because this is a, a few weeks ago I did. I hope I didn't already talk about this. Did I talk about this video? I don't think so. I talked about it, I know, in my, in my vlog. But the reason I bring it up is because since I talked about it in my vlog, I've gotten so many emails into my private email account saying, 
oh my God, I can't believe how much I identify with your childhood experience. And I, I was learning disabled and I'm mildly dyslexic and I have, I can't spell anything. And I, you know, I was always very good visually. And so I discussed that. I did this lecture for uh, New York State AIS. I don't know exactly what it stands for. I can't, it's, it's escaping my mind, but it's, it's an organization that, that monitors schools and it's like they had this teacher getaway and I spoke for an hour and a half at it. And then when I got off stage, they interviewed me for about 25 minutes. And in that interview, I discussed my child, my childhood school experience from like elementary, middle school. And a lot of people wrote to me saying, wow, I can't believe how, how much I identify with this, you know, hmm. learning disabled, uh, you know, experience you had. And so I am going to promote that video for people to just take a look. Unfortunately, there's no comment. So people have to write to me directly. So they, they have the comment section turned off for some reason. And uh, it's it's a channel that probably never gets watched. Every other video's got five views, and then mine's got a couple of thousand. And uh, but like I said, for my fans and friends that that you know are curious about my childhood experience, you can take a look. Hmm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I've got that queued up. So for me, mine is a new Netflix show. It's a Netflix produced show, and it's called Abstract: The Art of Design. And so they put up the whole season all at once. And I've only watched episode one, but it's all about design. So the, the different topics are illustration, uh, episode two is footwear design, then there's stage design, architecture, automotive design, graphic design, photography, and interior design. There's eight different episodes. And Wow, say the name again? It's called Abstract. Oh, I'm writing anything. I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've watched episode one. It's great. I think both of you guys would love it. There's so just in the in the first episode, um, a couple of things that this illustrator said that he learned from his professor is just like that phrase. Sometimes you hear that quote or your that phrase, and it makes sense of things. You're like, ah, yes, I feel that. Somebody put that into words. And uh, I don't know. It's just good. It, it, it huh. looks like it's going to be a fantastic series. Awesome. That sounds interesting. Um, so I've got a little bit different one this week. A podcast. A new podcast. And if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably heard me talk about it already. But it's called No Dumb Questions. And it's two guys that I have a huge amount of respect for, for different reasons. Um, Matt Whitman and Destin Sandlin from uh, Smart Every Day. And so... I got to hear like a pre-release of their podcast a long time ago when they first started talking about doing it. And it was good and it was interesting. But I think they re-recorded and like kind of really figured out what they wanted to do and how they wanted it to go before they like really put it out there. And I've listened to the first three episodes in the last two days and it is fantastic. The chemistry just, that they the have. The chemistry is, is wonderful. Yeah. They're three episodes in and they've got it nailed. Yeah. It's just, it's good. They have a great banter. They are alike, but very different. Um, they pick at each other a lot, you know, in good fun. And they talk about just really kind of strange, interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, I think the, the chemistry between them is, is just really, really good. It's a lot of fun. A lot of like laugh out loud moments uh, where I'm just like totally caught off guard by something somebody says. And it's good. So you should definitely check it out. I will. Sure. Um, I guess that's it. You guys got anything else? I'm good. That's it. I'm gonna go pretend to be busy. <laughs> take your Jimmy. Just take your razor blades to the beach. Ah. Make something. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to take him to the beach and carve a coconut. There you go. Do it, man. That's your core video right there. How to how to make a dune buggy out of a coconut. Go for it. It's <laughs> a good one. All right. Well, enjoy your time at the beach. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. I love vacations. <laughs>